0: because the brutality she inflicted is unimaginable to anything you can
1: think of. It's a case that one can never
2: understand, a mother brutally killing her own child. And now almost 10 years later, that mother now out of state custody. We were
0: victimized once by the murder of the baby. We were victimized the second time going through the proceedings. And then
2: you release her and you victimized us again. This is Texas Crime Stories, the murder of Caden Parker. The small
1: rural town of Poteet known for its strawberries is about one hour south of San Antonio. The town has relatively low crime and doesn't see very many murder cases.
2: But one particular case shocked everyone. On December 8th, 2011, in the early morning hours, Yolanda Fernandez McCall was at home in New York when she gets a call she would never forget.
0: And the phone rang, and it was this young lady who none of us know. And she says, um,
3: Tashana called her and said that the baby was dead and she may be
0: dead. I took my house phone. And I called 911 in New York and I asked him to dispatch me to Texas Poteet. And they dispatched me and I got connected.
3: Captain Miller was en route to the house.
0: And that's how we found out that the baby was dead.
2: That baby, Caden Parker, who is just days from his second birthday, Fernandez McCall is Caden's grandmother. Her and her son, Caden's father, live in New York. She remembers her grandson with a personality she describes as big as Texas.
0: And he was a very smart little boy. He was very robust. He was just something. You know, it was like, did you, I don't know if you can imagine, sometimes you can look in a child's eyes and you can tell that there's just something special about this kid.
1: Caden has since moved with his mother, Tishwana Campbell, to Texas. Yolanda saying there was just something about Tishwana she was concerned about, but never expected her to harm her own child. To be given
0: the ability to carry a child for nine months and then destroy, I can't fancy it. I can't. I still can't get my mind around it.
1: When police arrived to the scene, they found Caden with multiple stab wounds, and Tishwana was covered in his blood. She was arrested at the scene and charged with capital murder.
0: The first thing that she said is that her stepfather did it. Then it was intruders. Then it was something we read about Santaría. None of the stories made sense. But you are quite aware of what you're doing if you can make up three stories. You're not insane by any measure.
2: Tishwana would eventually admit to police that she stabbed her son, but police never said what her possible motive could be, and Yolanda has never found out either. Next up would be a trial for Tishwana, but she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. She was taken to a state hospital where Yolanda
1: thought she would spend most of her life. But instead, almost 10 years later, Yolanda was shocked to find out Tishwana had been released. And she found out by seeing her profile on Instagram with the caption that said, quote, I'm back. We were victimized once by the murder of the baby. We
0: were victimized the second time going through the proceedings. And then you release her and you victimized us
1: again.
2: News. Weather. Mental health. True crime. And all things San Antonio. KSAT has a podcast for everyone with a local twist. Tune in daily for the day's top stories on KSAT News Now. Or learn more about South Texas weather phenomena with Whatever the Weather.
1: Deep dive into mystery with true
2: Texas crime stories that happen right here in our own backyard. And count on the KSAT Explains team to answer some big questions about San Antonio. Plus our newest edition. Living out loud. Making mental Health easier to tackle in San
1: Antonio. Find us anywhere that you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Or watch the video versions on our KSAT YouTube page.
0: Remember to subscribe there too.
2: So, Erica, you were able to talk to Kaden's grandmother. Did she give you any insight about Tashwana's mental health? No, she said
1: she didn't know of any at all. She always suspected something was, you know, off. Kind of like a mother's instinct. But I don't think she ever thought it was going to be to this extent. And so it was really interesting to hear her point of it because it sounds
2: like she just one day snapped. And so after killing her child in this way in a very brutal way how was she able to get out
1: so it's really interesting to look back but when somebody is found not guilty by reason of insanity they're taken to a mental health facility which is here in Vernon Texas and this past January I'm going to read it because we did the story a little while ago she had a contested release hearing and uh, that took place and she was subsequently released to an outpatient facility or a halfway house because she was no longer a threat to the public
2: i guess what doesn't make sense to me with that is the first thing she does when she gets out she makes an instagram post that says i'm back it seem like someone who has a whole lot of regret or remorse for what they did and i would argue that could mean they could be some kind of threat
1: yeah and that's why yolanda was so upset because one she wasn't notified. Usually when you're a family of a victim or the victim, if you if you survived, and the defendant is released from jail early or whatever reason, they're supposed to get a call saying, hey, letting you know they've either made bond or they're being released, just so you're aware and you have the protections you may need to get ready for. She said she was never notified.
3: My grandson was murdered.
0: What justice is he getting? She's out and she's in a facility that she can come and go in the daytime. She can have social media,
3: she can have a cell phone. I called the district attorney's office and I was told that she was indeed let go. So my thing was what? And they said, oh, you didn't know? No, Or we thought that you were informed. You thought the chain of
0: command was not met. I was livid. When I say livid, I was livid. I called the district attorney. I called Texas legal. I called victim services. I called, if you can name it, I called it or emailed it.
1: So she's having to deal with all this and obviously seeing that Instagram post was very upsetting for her. So you were able to get a response from the Atascosa County DA. That's correct. And she said her office had actually been in touch with Fernandez McCall several times, but she said, Yolanda told us that wasn't true. She didn't, that she hadn't heard anything from them. She was the one making all these calls to find out what was going on. Because the case is partially sealed, Gossett-Lewis could not say much about it, but she did confirm her office would be filing a motion for a protective order to keep Caldwell away from the victim's family, which I think has subsequently been done.
2: In speaking with Yolanda, has she said, does that make her feel any safer, her and her son? Or is there still a fear that this person could do something to them?
1: I don't know so much about for her and her son because they live in New York, But her main concern was the safety for the community here in Texas when she is released. She's like, if she did this once, what's to stop her from doing this again?
2: Right. And uh, this protective order doesn't really do much to help the general public. It just protects Yolanda's family.
1: Yolanda's gone a lot, gone through a lot in the last ten years, and you could tell how it still weighs heavy on her heart. Yolanda said she was never actually given the opportunity to face Tishwana in, in court, like most victims' families do after a hearing or a sentencing. They can make a victim impact statement, and she really wanted that to come across because she feels Tishwana will hear this podcast one day. She's that she's very capable of listening to this. And she kind of had this message to her and it was the exact letter she wrote in 2016. And she read it out loud. And I will just say I was in tears when we were doing this interview when she read this letter. So here is what she would have said in a victim impact statement to Tishwana in court.
0: My name is Yolanda Fernandez McCall. Paternal grandmother of
3: Caden Carter Parker, born December 11,
0: 2011 is what it was with great. Oh, let me clear my mm-hmm. take your time. It was with great joy to be blessed with such a gift from God to become a grandmother again. I prayed to the heavens that he might one day become something great. However, on December 8th, 2013, three days prior to his second birthday, as we prepared to send his gifts for both his birthday and Christmas, we were informed of the heartbreaking news that no one parent, grandmother, human, or family should ever have to endure, which was the horrific, brutal murder my grandson, Caden. As a mother, the greatest gift a woman can perform is to birth a child. For the life of me, I can never fathom how a mother can take the life of a child, nevertheless her own child, that she carried full term, unless your need for revenge was greater than your love for Caden. I have spent the last three years praying to God himself, to give me some sort of understanding to this horrific act carried out by Tashana Caldwell, Caden's own biological mother. A mother's job is to protect, love, nurture, and to teach, not to commit such heinous and senseless acts of brutal murder of a child, nonetheless her own child. As Caden's grandmother, I was forced with the task of having to console my only son. And as a mother being blessed by God himself with the charge of protecting my child as well as my grandson. I have spent every wicked moment fighting for justice for my grandson. As a mother and protector, even though my son is an adult, I still know it is my job given to me through God's grace to do whatever is asked of me for my son in order to protect him from the pain that you imposed upon him and my grandson as well as my family. Being a mother is the greatest job one can be blessed with. However, due to your actions, I was given a job to do what no parent or grandparent should ever have to perform, and that was to make arrangements for
3: his funeral I have survived the death of my firstborn
0: my eldest sister who died in my arms my mother who died in my arms my brother my godfather whom I took care of till the day of his death and I've even survived cancer nothing could ever prepare me for the brutal horrific slaying of such innocence of my grandson as the last random act of kindness. It was requested by my son.
3: I'd be given the task of dressing my grandson at his funeral.
0: I have spent three years of having reoccurring nightmares and the horror and brutality you inflicted upon your own child. Because of your actions, you should never be allowed the privilege of living in society, nor should you ever be given the privilege of being around another innocent child. I beg the state of Texas to keep you incarcerated for your natural life without the possibility of parole and or pardon. I beg with every breath, that the state of Texas can find you until the day the Lord Himself deems it's your time to expire. As a Christian, I cannot,
3: excuse me, oh, oh Jesus, as a
0: Christian, I cannot allow you to consume my family and I with hatred. And that is the only reason why we have not requested the death penalty by injection. However, due to your calculative, brutal, and horrific actions, you deserve to spend the rest of your life incarcerated, where we can all be assured that you will never be given the opportunity to inflict such pain and sorrow to another human being.
2: You know, after something like this happens, those emotions still feel just as raw as they did whenever the crime itself took place or when that court hearing took place. And you can tell she still feels that way to this day.
1: Yeah. Her grandson meant a lot to her and she didn't get to spend a lot of time with him because he lived in Texas. She did say they oftentimes FaceTimed and she would see videos of him and that's how she knew about his big personality. And she was later joined an organization called tree of angels that was here in Texas. It kind of went away in Texas, but she took it to New York. It hasn't been going on from the pandemic, but this year she is hoping to to bring back tree of angels. And it's all in memory of Kaden.
2: That's really special that she, that she's taking this and is hoping to share what helped her to other people who maybe are going through something similar or the same kind of thing or experiencing that loss. So, She's paying it forward in ways that she was helped.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and she just doesn't want people to forget about Caden. Yes, he died tragically and horribly, but she said he was so much more than that. And that's what she wants people to remember is his big smile and and his personality, like she says, was as big as Texas.
2: Thanks for joining us for another episode of Texas Crime Stories. Make sure to like and subscribe wherever you your audio. And you can also watch these on KSAT's YouTube page and also on our KSAT.com website.